It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm not in anywhere near as exciting as the Pelican Perch. That sounds very exciting. It's a beach rental we're at until we move out of this beach rental <laughs> into another beach rental. And then hopefully before Christmas, get into um, the place we want to live. So it, it is not exciting. That's just it sounds exciting. It. Uh, and is, is there a lot of pelicans? And do your pelicans look like our pelicans? <clears throat> I will have to Google that to find out what your pelicans and our pelicans look like. Okay. Um, I was at the beach today watching pelicans fish. And, and yeah, so they're fun. doing, they're doing that. It's, it's this, they, they look like they're crash landing. It's like they, it's like they had a stroke and then they plunge into the water and, and so there are about seven or eight of them flopping around catching fish. And it was, it was delightful to watch. Um, but uh, they're, yeah, they're kind of gray and they get long beaks. Is that what you're yeah. talking like? Ours are white and black and absolutely massive. Ours like are, they're a huge bird. Yeah, ours are pretty big, except these are these guys are mostly gray from what I can I can tell. But they're, yeah. they're out to sea. They look like pterodactyls flying overhead the other day. I had some. Yes, they do look like that when they fly. Yeah, yeah, definitely still look like that, but ours are white and black and kind of like a pink bill. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of, well, I'll, 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 I'll send pictures. Okay, we'll have to Google. Um, <laughs> this is Pelican cast. Um, so <laughs> we're, so we're going to gonna, gonna talk a little bit about uh, an article you put together for the uh, Inspired <laughs> EC uh, website, and then I reshared it, or it's not, it hasn't posted yet, but it's going to be up by the time this episode comes out of the Playvolution HQ site. First, I got I to gotta tell you about something about uh, just about two months ago now, went full standing desk. Oh, full so, standing desk, like always standing desk. Always standing. So before that, I had a convertible. I had a, my keyboard mm -hmm. on a thing. I can go up and down. But then I found out I was I was sitting more than standing. And so then I rolled the chair away and, and went full standing. And uh, and it's been delightful. Really? Um, well, no, the first couple of days were really painful um because i was standing a lot more than i've been standing before but then my legs got used to it it was delightful and then today today last week i thought i thought oh this is kind of boring just standing here and i started looking i was uh, well and kind of fatiguing so i was going to get like a fatigue mat 
for yes. they have those. And so, and I was looking at standing, standing desk fatigue mats. I used to have one, you have them in the shop next to, next to machines and stuff to make standing a, a little bit more comfortable. But then, but then they had standing desk wobble boards and balance oh. boards. And I didn't and I realize that was a thing. Well, neither did I. And they had some kind of the, the, the curved shaped ones and they have textures on them too. And so I looked at those, but then I found just a round one with a balancey guy in the middle. And, and then it showed up today and I've, I'm standing on it right now. I recorded the whole last episode. Um, wow. I recorded standing. That's why I'm wobbling back and forth a little bit more than <laughs> usual. So in case you thought I was having a stroke or something. Um, a slightly too many to drink. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I haven't I haven't tried the balance board with any any cocktails yet. That may be later tonight. You might end up like, um, completely still. Hmm. You might have a different effect. You might end up completely still. Yeah, very well could be. Um, and so I spent about an hour and a half on it earlier today. And, and I, I I'm just going to have, I'm just going to have massively strong ankles. I think they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be like tank. I don't know. Um, so I don't know if it's any good, but I, I read a bunch of articles about how, how we're, we're sitting too much. And I've actually, ranted on this podcast about how kids are spending too much time time sitting in early learning programs yes. and did a again a did a playvolution hq article about getting rid of the chairs and so then i thought well i'm kind of a hypocrite if i'm uh, if i'm writing about kids sitting too much while i'm i'm sitting here um and so i, I made the it's change a good it, point it is a yeah, good point i good. am i'm sitting um <laughs> I am not standing. I'm sitting. I do a lot of walking, though. I do a lot of walking, but I do need to actually stand more. And I do have one of those. I've got like a thing that stands on top of my desk that can raise yeah. my laptop up. But I just found that like my hands were in an awkward position when I was typing for a while. So I need to experiment with that. Yeah, you got to get the right get the right height. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or, or bad, bad, but, uh, we'll see, we'll, we'll check in in a few months and see if I'm, if I've given up. Um, so you wrote an article called don't cry over spilt milk, uh, embracing independence. Let's talk about that. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, um, I kind of wrote it leading into, um, I did a training session today, actually, um, about emerging independence and how we can encourage children's emerging independence um, and I suppose likewise how we can discourage it because there are times when we inadvertently or sometimes deliberately discourage children's independence um, so I'm trying to now think about what I wrote in the article but I think the main thing was that we as adults we can kind of shut down children's emerging independence like they want to learn to do things for themselves you know it's that common I can do it me do it you know no like even that you know you have toddlers that say no all the time so it might be you know put your shoes on and we'll go outside no and it might not be well no I don't want to put my shoes on I don't want to go outside or you know it's just they want to actually do things in their own way um and so yeah it was kind of about that um the, uh, the title obviously comes from that concept of you know children who want to pour their own drinks mm. and I know like even for me now, sometimes, you know, my kids will go to pour milk, for example, is a good one. Um, they'll go to pour milk in the mornings and the milk's like really full. And by really full, it's like a three litre. I have no idea what that converts to, um, but big, um, mm -hmm. a big bottle of milk. 
And so they go to pour it and I'm looking at it thinking, oh my gosh, that's going to end up everywhere. And sometimes it does. Most of the time it doesn't, but sometimes it does. Um, But it's that, you know, there's that part of me that goes, oh, I'll just do it. It'll be easier. It'll be quicker. There'll be no mess or whatever. But really the worst that's going to happen is a bit of spilt milk and we can clean that up and actually the child can clean that up like if you've if you're independent enough to pour your own drink then you're independent enough to go and get a cloth and clean up the mess <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. i think we can we can either help or hinder that quest for independence and i like to say it is independence because i don't know that we're ever truly independent i still go to my mum and dad's house for dinner every friday night because why not? Like, <laughs> I might be an independent adult, but I still want to go home for dinner. If mom's cooking, I mean, why yeah, not? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I think one thing I noticed, and, and tell me if you saw this back in your in your center days. Um, one thing I noticed with some parents, and this usually happened with the the youngest and last last child, where parents kept, I mean. They the the pacifier the binky the plug stuck with them a lot longer. They were potty trained later. They learned they started doing things for themselves later. Almost because and, and I I think it's because you know this is my my baby won't be a baby when they start doing things for themselves. And, I want to uh, hang on to it. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think there's there's two sides to that. I think it can go either way. So you either get parents who. And I, I do remember that even from my own kids, like with my eldest, you were kind of look always looking at the next milestone and what are they going to do next? And like when they started to like take their first steps, you're encouraging them, come on, yes, let's go. When the last one was, I was like, no, just stay still. Oh, I don't want you moving around. Wrong. And part of that was because I didn't want them to grow up because I'm like, you're the yeah. last baby. But the other part was also, oh, my gosh, there's already enough going on. Just stay little. Like, I, I can't deal with any more. But then there's the side of, like, well, I think sometimes with with only children, parents can do a lot for them because they can. You know, it's like I actually have the time and the bandwidth to do yeah. everything for that child. Whereas when you have multiple children, particularly by the time you get to, like, three or four, it's like, no, every man for himself. Like, you don't know how to feed yourself, you better learn. Otherwise, you're going to be hungry. Like, you know, you kind of get a bit like, yeah. Or I, I've, I've known those parents, usually moms, um, when when there's, there's a, a, a group of kids that still want to do everything because it's just easier. Yes. If, you, if they start, if they're doing it for themselves, then they're going to, there's it's a gonna mess. get messier. There's, it's gonna yep. take longer. They're gonna do it wrong, which is not my way. And yes. and so I, I think it's kind of a personality thing too, because some people, some people like to hold on to that thing, and and it's hard to to embrace somebody else's emerging independence. You really have to be willing to give them power and control. Yeah, and which we find hard unable, to do with children. Yeah, 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 or or anybody else. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we we like to we like to feel powerful and in control, and if we yeah. feel that that's going to be taken away from us in any way, we kind of we kind of uh, shy shy away from that. And I think I gave the example in the blog post of my youngest who simply refused to let me put her in the car seat it was like once she realized I can actually climb up into the car seat myself and put the straps on myself no way in the world was she letting anybody else do that it's like 
you know, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to do it for myself. And so there's people who are like, well, bad luck. She just needs to, you know, you just get it done. And whereas for me, it was like, no, it's just that I need to factor in extra time. Like I just need to have extra time and know that when we go to get in the car, it's going to take a few minutes longer than if I just buckle her in. Yes, it will be quicker if I buckle her in. But if I let her do it for herself, she's got that sense of, oh, you know, like I did this for myself and yeah, of course I'm going to check it all, but it's just, yeah, it's so different. I think when you can expand your mindset a little bit and go, all right, well, if I allow a little bit of extra time or if I just step back and give them the opportunity first, they are far more capable than you think, but there is also that risk of them not doing things in the way that you expect. I know with my children, they all fold up their own washing and put their washing away and whatever. And sometimes I look in their drawers at the washing and I'm like, oh gosh, like they've, it's just, it's not how I would do it, but they've had a go. And that's the main thing. They've had a go and it's their stuff. And does it really matter? Like, does it actually matter? And I think that's um, one of the big things. It's like focus on whether it really matters or not. Does my relationship with them matter more than whether their washing's folded properly? You know, like it's those little things, but I think it makes a difference. I am so glad I'm wearing earbuds while I'm recording this. So Tasha can't can't hear that because then she she might want me to learn how to how to take care of my own oh, laundry washing? at some point. Oh, well, and, yeah, I, yeah, it might happen. I'll email her. Uh, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> we don't need any of that going on i i need i don't i don't want any independence i i'm i need somebody to take care of me um so i think this is this is also one of the reasons that that toddlers and twos get the terrible label yes. right is because yes. they are trying they to that insert their their independence on the world and we ain't we ain't always ready for that and and so then we label we label all those all those endeavors that are are their attempts at independence we label a lot of that stuff as 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 bad or or inappropriate and that's and it's funny because we you know we have this expectation yeah we have this expectation that they'll just kind of fall into line and do things that we want them to do but then like that when we flick the switch we want them to be independent and capable and you know do all the things that we're suddenly ready for them to do and it's like we've actually got to let them build to that you know it's like you can't expect to send someone out of home at like 18, 19 years old and all of a sudden they can cook for themselves, they can do their own washing, they can, you know, all that you can't expect them to do all of that if you've not given them those opportunities, those little steps along the way. And, you know, I think we miss the opportunity for that gradual growth and then expect, you know, I see it with my brother-in-law who's 21 and lives at home and, you know, his mum does his washing and she'll organize his lunch for work and, you know, all these sorts of things. And I'm like, man, like, what are you doing? But it's always been that way. He's the youngest and, you know, he was um, like my husband was an adult and he was a baby. So there's like a huge gap. And that sounds, that just, sounds idyllic. That sounds delightful. I mean, I... look, it sounds delightful to you. And look, it's probably delightful <laughs> to him, but it's not delightful to his mother anymore. But she doesn't know how to undo it because it's he's never had that that need to do it the whole way along. Does he's not gonna listen to this podcast, is he? No. 
No. Does he have a girlfriend or boyfriend? He does have a girlfriend. Does he? Um, he does, and she lives there too now. Oh, does 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 mom? She gets her washing done too. Oh shit! That sounds great. <laughs> it's like a real deal, isn't it? That sounds great. Um, look, we were like um, the polar opposites. We moved out at like nineteen and bought our own house, and it's like we couldn't have been further away from there. I could you let your mother-in-law know that if the two of them ever decide that they're going to get married <laughs> and they do move out, that uh, you know, I, I might... you can bring dogs. There's plenty of dogs. Oh, sure, sure. You more then, dogs might matter. Yeah, because I mean, Tasha probably needs a rest after after thirty plus <laughs> years of taking care of me. It'd be nice to have your mother-in-law doing it for both of us. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so how does does she is she still happy doing all that stuff for him or is Sometimes. she about over it? I think she's pretty over it. I think she's oh, pretty let's over get, it. Let's get her on an episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, not a chance. Oh, I think that would be great. <laughs> um and so is she is she is she wishing she might have done <laughs> things a little bit differently, more like more like the way she uh, did things with your husband? I think so. Yes. She says that sometimes. She's like, why? Why did I do that? Why did I? And I think that's the thing. It comes from such a place of love. Like, and I was saying in the training session I did this morning, I was saying that um, then because uh, one of the participants said, you know, that they see like um, parents bringing in, you know, their four-year-olds and they're carrying them on their hip and then they're putting their lunchbox away and putting their bag away and you know doing everything for them and she said so frustrating she said because I can see that it's just stifling their independence and I said it's hard because it comes from mostly it comes from a place of love and wanting to take sure. care of people and you know I said it's 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 hard to then say to someone hey you're loving too much you know <laughs> back off you're loving too much I said it's it's really hard and it's important to kind of point out well what are the benefits of children gaining a little bit of independence and it doesn't mean that they never ever need you they still need you but you know it, again it's like we want that switch to flick you know you have parents who two months before um, the first year of school is about to start and they say oh my gosh I'm worried that my child's not ready for school and I'm like yeah I'm worried too because they can't open their own lunchbox or wipe their own butt like I'm concerned mm -hmm. about that <laughs> you know that's going to be yeah. hard for them I'm not worried that they can't read and write I'm worried that they can't actually do anything for themselves or know how to ask when they need help because they've just never had to someone's always done it for them and so it is it's that fine line of being able to encourage children to be independent still be able to do things for them that they need help with but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a hard thing to convince some parents, I think, when you're in a center. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think a lot of times we adults don't maybe grasp the, the, look, doing things for yourself when you're, we're little, it, there's, there's going to be friction involved. You're going to make mistakes. It's not going to go perfectly. You're going to get frustrated and there's value in all of that living yes. through, living through the failures, living through the frustration, um, the micro doses of that experience that you get when you're two and struggling to put on your jacket or your shoe for the first time 
hundred times until yeah. you kind of get the process down. That is all kind of a inoculation for struggles that you're going to have to go through when other hard things come up in life. And when we yeah. when we keep doing things for them they they don't they don't get that inoculation they don't build those they don't build those muscles or calluses or whatever whatever we want to we want to call them they 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 end up lacking that and then you end up being you know 22 and 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 mom <laughs> is packing your someone washing your towels mom is packing your lunch for you or i mean you end up being 53 and you don't know how to do laundry um <laughs> i i I'm joking. I could probably figure it out. There's probably, you could probably work it out. There's probably a video that I could watch online and figure you it out. You can definitely but, find it on YouTube. But I'd rather not. <laughs> rather not have to go there. <laughs> I don't want to be that independent. Um, so how are you with this with your youngest one? Are, I mean, you've talked about, talked she's, about it in the article. She's, like my, she's my fiercely independent one. She's always wanted to her big phrases were I can do it I can do it myself and it's like okay no worries like and she's done things like her sister's two years older than her and there's been some things she's mastered before her sister because she just wants to do it you know she Mm -hmm. wants to cut up her own fruit even though she's left-handed and watching her with a knife really frightens me she she can cut up her own fruit and so I'll say do you need some help with that no I've got it I'm like, okay, no worries. So, you know, she's she's that one who's you you you're never af- well, you are afraid to kind of push back and say, no, sure. I'll do it for you. Instead, it's like, okay, you do it. And I think, oh gosh, how's this gonna go? But I think it's her knowing that she can then ask for help if she needs it. And so I'll often yeah. say to her, Yeah, you can do it, but if you get stuck, because it can be a bit tricky, if it, if you get stuck, let me know and I can help. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and it's reinforcing that idea that it can be a bit tricky for everyone, not just because you're seven or, you know, like it's, and I think children need to hear that too, you know, like, yeah, it can be a bit tricky to learn how to do your shoelaces. I can remember learning how to do mine and it was tricky. It's still tricky some days or, you know, whatever. It's that empathy that it's hard, you know, some things are hard and they're going to take practice and we're not going to get it right first go. But then our reaction when something does, does go a little bit pear-shaped I think is important you know so they spill the water they're pouring a drink they've spilt it what's our reaction oh my gosh you've spilled it now I've got a big mess or you know where the old towels are go and get a towel and clean it up like let's solve the problem yeah and that that problem solving I think a, a, a key thing that comes into play here in some situations is is that these these moments of emerging independence can be prime times for for direct instruction now yeah. direct instruction like having having the whole class sit down and and trying to teach them something when it when it's not relevant to them is is kind of a misuse of direct instruction but when you have somebody who's trying to learn how to cut an apple for the first time or tie their shoe or or zip a zipper a little bit of of hey let me let me show, let me and show not, you not bursting in and taking over yeah. if they're working on it but if they if they come and say hey can you show me how to do this yeah or here's because, a technique that i use you know this yeah. is this is the way i do it other people do it different ways but this is the way yeah. i do it it works for me and I think that you know that can show children that 
well, I'm learning too, you know, I, I had to learn how to do it and this is what works for me. And I think it shows them too that it is all just problems to be solved. And, you know, that, as you say, we try and give children direct instruction on mass and that's when it really fails, you know, and I think yeah. when we have that one-to-one kind of, um, you know, demonstration or modelling or, you know, even just the maybe if you move your hand from in front of the knife, that'd be a good idea. Like, you know, yeah. just those yeah, little kind of things practical, that are practical things. probably going to save a few fingers, then that that's good use of direct instruction. Yeah. When it's, when it's personalized and timely, you can, you can get a lot out of it. And, and the other thing is a lot of the, the independence kids are, are working on in the early years, a lot of them, if you look at it, are, are technology-based. Now, we don't always think about zippers and, yeah. and glasses and milk jugs as being technology, but they, they absolutely are. They're, tool. they're, yep. they're, they're tools that help us do things. And, and so, you know, if you're going to learn how to use a tool, it, having, having somebody who knows how to use the tool um, has been using the tool for a long time, uh, give you a tip here and there, can't, can't necessarily be a bad thing. Yeah. In fact, some think, people might you know, find it beneficial. That's right. And I mean, we can set up our environments to cater for that as well, you know, like Absolutely. actually providing, you know, access to things, you know, children can access things themselves without having to ask for it, or they can, um, you know, use real things. They can have like pour their own drinks, get their own meals at meal times, or whatever it happens to be. We can change our environment so that that allows that little bit of independence. We don't want children to have to ask us for everything. Or can I have a drink? It's like, well, yeah, you can go and get it. Like it's right there, you know. And you should be able to do that yourself at any time. Um, so yeah, I think that there's kind of the environmental factors, but then also the things that we can do in our relationships and the way that we interact with children around their independence as well. I think we can either make it really easy for them or we can make it really hard for them. And whether that's deliberate or not, um, you know, I think there's an element of both deliberate and not deliberate, but yeah, I think we, we need to try and make it as easy for children as possible to explore wherever they're at in independence. And some children, you know, as we said, depending on their personality, are going to want to be more fiercely and dependent than others others will be happily getting their washing done for them when they're in their 50s yeah so some <laughs> some, some some want to jump out of the nest as soon as they're hatched and and some are like hey this is a damn nice nest i'm just gonna oh just hang here. here yeah yeah um I, I we can't end an episode without a dog story um <laughs> Because apparently that's the thing we do on that's this podcast now. now is talk, talk, talk. Um, so dogs. the other day we're sitting around Tasha's Tasha's sitting reading on her device and I'm sitting reading on my my Kindle and we both got beverages there on the on the coffee table. Although I don't think either one of us had coffee. She might have had iced coffee. Whatever she had had ice in it. And I got uh, I got an iced tea sitting there. And the the dog started uh, uh, scuffling. They got the slinky. She he, he's got the play face on. Like hey. You want to mess around? And the other dog's like, ah, no, not right now. And then Gigi's like, oh, okay, I'm into it. And they start leaping around and then boom, into the coffee table. And the drinks fly, not everywhere. They pretty much fly, both of them fly into Tasha's lap, um, which was 
was not good. And then both of the dogs were like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so they just kind of slink away and we got, we got things cleaned up. Um, you know, I cleaned up what I could to my level of dryness and then Tasha did a little bit more because she has higher standards. Um, <laughs> just, I just across the board, higher standards across the board. and, 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 uh, the first thing I said when everything was, was back to normal was at least nobody cried. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's not, it's not just milk. We shouldn't cry over now <clears throat> listeners, to the childcare bar and grill. There are some beverages that if they got spilled that I would, I would absolutely cry over. Um, I, I, I most memorable is <laughs> like a, a really uh, expensive scotch or something. <laughs> Well, year, years ago, um, Lisa Murphy, I think, was on the way to town, and I'd, I'd been to uh, pick up some some beverages, and a, a, a whole brand new bottle of, uh, of tequila uh, rolled out of the back of the truck under the driveway and smashed, and, and, uh, and I wanted to- Just shed like a solitary tear. Yeah, it's, it's one- it's just one little tear comes down as I, I thought about getting down on my hands and knees and, and drinking it out of the, uh, out of the driveway before it, it, it soaked in. But I, I didn't because I thought that, you know, that may, maybe the neighbors are watching, but you know, there, there's some beverages you absolutely should cry over if you spill them. Um, yeah. just milk's not, looks not one of them. Nah. Um, I mean, the price of groceries at the moment. Maybe you should cry over spilt milk. Well, I yeah, I was, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up. I didn't know if, uh, <laughs> I didn't know if there'd been any inflation in, uh, in Australia. So uh, just a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, President Joe Biden says that's all under control and not really happening anymore. So uh, I, we gotta, we gotta. <laughs> right, you are. <laughs> right, you are. Yeah. So uh, we got that going for us. Anyway, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill. Thanks for listening. Um, hey, listeners, we know. You're you're all emerged independent people out there, and you choose to listen to this podcast. And uh, sometimes I think, what the hell's wrong with you? Why why aren't you doing something better with your life? Why are you listening to this podcast? I obviously but, like the dog chat. Yeah, then then I hear from some of you that you actually enjoy it, and that makes me feel good. So uh, why ever? Why, why ever? Is that a thing you say? Why ever? I don't think it is, but it can be for for whatever reason for whatever you listen reason. to this show. Thank you for listening to the show. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.